Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I think we're seeing a little bit of magic every night right now in the course of the playoffs. The Edmonton Oilers are on to round number three. This is Oilers now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue, open 5 to 10 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday night. As we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show. Courtesy of GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Uh, worked over 75 Oilers regular season television games this year. We welcome back Louis DeBrusque, who's currently in St. Louis, getting ready for Game 6 St. Louis in Colorado. Louis, how are you doing? I'm doing well today, Bob. How are you doing? Good. All right. Tell me the truth. Did you do a little fist pump when McDavid sniped in G- the GWG and OT? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was pretty excited for him. And you know what? You just kind of you felt like the writing was on the wall with the way he's played these playoffs, that he was going to be dangerous. And, you know, to his own admission, he said he didn't play that well. I don't know. It was a tight game. I think it was one of those games where it was, it was a little bit choppy at times. It was back and forth. I mean, they set the record, I think, for the fourth fastest goals in playoff history so there was a lot happening but he found a way found a way at the end and uh, I don't think anybody thought this series was only going to go five games I, I think everybody that you talked to felt this series was going to be really dug in six or seven but uh, give them credit when they got their opportunity to finish it off they did and uh, you know what good on them um, uh, in the battle of Alberta Louis, I believe in certain things when it comes to coaching or, for that matter, managing people. And the best way to get the best results is to treat people with dignity and respect and positivity. And when you do that, you engender so much passion and belief from the player or someone who is uh, working uh, for you that they work with you from the get-go. They don't want to let you down. And I look at the work that Jay Woodcroft did in Bakersfield. That team was resilient. And the Oilers have shown a resiliency in this playoffs. And granted, they have a deeper team. There's no question they have a deeper team. But they also have deeper resolve, Louie, and I think part of that comes uh, from something that's been brought up from Bakersfield with Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson. Your thoughts? I would agree with you. Uh, no question. I think uh, we, we got to see firsthand down the stretch how this team played, and I think they've been playing playoff hockey for a couple months. Um, you know, there's some, there were some little blips, some little bumps in the road along that way, but when you look at the way they were able to come back after tough losses, um, get right back onto the right page, I think that really showed a sign of this team's resiliency, but also the willingness to just jump into what they were trying to preach. And that's what it takes. And I think if you listen to Leon, you listen to Connor after the series, the number one thing they talked about was the fact that everybody pulled in the rope together. They found a way to win it. They were down in the first round versus the LA Kings. They found a way to win game number six, win a huge game seven. 
um, and then come into a series where that was a tough opponent. That's I mean, the Flames play a hard, heavy game. They were physical the entire series. They tried to lean, tried to wear them down, but they just found a way to dig in and score timely goals, and the big guys came to play. There was, there was some real – it was a huge game for a lot of different players. It wasn't just Connor. It wasn't just Leon's four assists, three primary assists, including the overtime winner. It, there was a lot of guys pulling on that rope that – I think that's a sign of a team that's developed and worked together to, to be that unit, and um, they weren't going to be denied. You know, and I've talked about that for for a while now when I was covering the Oilers games. Just that this team is changing; they're morphing into this team that is able to withstand pushes from teams, able to withstand a physical affair, able to withstand from behind, come from behind and win games. And uh, let's let's not kid ourselves. I mean, when Connor and Leon play the way they've played in these playoffs. They give him a chance to win every night. And Mike Smith, you know what? Listen, Mike Smith, um, you know, just battling. <laughs> Let's face it. You know, you've got to go in there. You've got to make saves, timely saves. Uh, I think both goaltenders in that series uh, got exposed a few times, but that's the nature of the series. There was a lot of shots, a lot of chances in type, a lot of traffic, deflections. I mean, that backline deflection was perfect. You can't place that any better. Uh, you got to tip your hat sometimes to the opponent and say, hey, you know what, that's, that's just a good goal. Um, and they were happening very quickly, but the fact that they were able to persevere and find a way, I just, I, I don't think I know that shows that this team is taking strides and developing on the fly. And it's, it's the beauty of the playoffs. It's a beauty. You get to watch teams kind of morph and watch individual players morph into the players they are. It's almost like a half season. Every playoff series to me is like a quarter of a season. You know, when, when you look at as far as the development of a player, some players will crumble under that pressure. Some players will be okay. Other players will flourish on it, and you'll see them take another step in their development and the way they play. And we get to watch that before our eyes in playoffs. That's, that's the biggest thing for me is seeing how young players, like a guy like Evan Bouchard, had a couple tough games in the L.A. series, but then he regrouped. And I thought he was excellent in game in game. Uh, five versus the Flames last night. I thought he showed poise and pressure situation, scored a big goal. Um, Zach Hyman, I mean, this is the best playoffs of his career by far. You know, he had a lot of playoff experience coming in as far as seasons with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but he never really was able to break through and have that kind of dynamic and game-breaking type of a a personality, but I, I noticed him all over the game last night. And the, the switch with Kane and him, Kane playing with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto, I thought Kane, although he didn't get on the scoreboard, he was a force out there. He just was aggressive on the forecheck. He was winning puck battles. You need those heavy, hard players that come to play in the playoffs to just lean on the opponent. And I think that maybe the Flames uh, – Got a taste of that. They got a taste of how much of a different team this uh, Oiler team is. And you uh, you mentioned it. They're deeper. They're a lot deeper than they've ever been. Louis DeRuss joining us right now for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972, gcldiesel.com. Louis, after the game, Daryl Sutter said we lost to the best player. Uh, far be it for me to second-guess a guy who's been a head coach since 1992. He's guided two teams to Stanley Cup champions. It wasn't the best player. Edmonton's best players totally outplayed Calgary's best players over the last four games. Do you not agree? I would, 100%. You know, and I thought they played pretty well. I mean, I thought their big guns were around it. They didn't get the necessarily the puck bounces or the luck, if you want to say, but they created their chances. I thought Johnny Gaudreau, like, I, every time that kid had the puck on a stick, it was like he's making something happen. And I really kind of thought 
similar to how McDavid was playing in the offensive zone. He could find space. He was moving his feet. He was he was dipsy doodling. It was impossible to check him. Um, you attack him, and he's going to find a way to go around you. You're soft on him, and he's going to find a way to move towards the net. He was very dangerous. Um, but no question, I, again, I think that that was going to be the battle with inside the battle. It was it was going to be what team could get the most out of their lineup. And, and but I but I don't want to disagree with him either in the sense that yeah, you know, Connor was fantastic in the series, and so was Leon. Leon set a record in the Battle of Alberta for points. I mean, that's in any era. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> anyway, on one in a. I don't know, three-quarter ankle? I don't, I don't know what it is or his leg or whatever the injury is. There's no question he's dealing with something. So just goes to show you how amazing of a passer he is and how strong he is to be able to withstand that, the pressure. And don't kid yourself. They leaned on him. They were slashing at his ankle in a couple of the games. I mean, they were trying to make it so that it was very difficult for him to play, as you should in a playoff round. You try and do anything to wear down your opponent. And uh, – what I noticed, though, was a lot of respect after the game amongst the players. Uh, you know, it's the Battle of Alberta, and it's always going to have such a, a high focal point, especially in Alberta where we live, because it's what it's all about. But I thought after the game, when you see in the handshakes, they looked at each other, they understood that they, they went out there and they battled, they gave it the role, and there was a lot of respect there. Now, that'll disintegrate going into the regular season next year, but I always love that, how after a series – what are you going to do? You got to tip your hat. Sometimes you just can't. You, know, you, you go out there, you put your best foot forward. Um, but I agree. I think the big players at Edmonton were able to get it done and find a way. And uh, I don't just don't want to put it on them though. It takes a team. It takes everybody, and everybody had an impact in that game, especially in Game Five, because they were chasing. They were chasing a lot of the game, and they had to, uh, you know, weather storms where the Flames thought they had it. And you know what? The no goal and the kick in, which. You know, you can argue whatever you want. I had it going that way, to be honest. I'm not just saying that. I was on the phone with my wife when I when the goal went in. And I said, on first take, it looks like he extends the leg at the last second. I thought he kind of made a little bit of a motion towards the puck. And I really think that's where they decided it. Um, and obviously they saw it that way too. But it was 50. It could have gone either way. That was just my gut opinion on it. But if they would have said goal, I would have said, okay, I kind of see that too. I understand, like, um, it, it, crazy game. That's all you can say. It was a crazy game. It was a crazy uh, series. It, it was a crazy it, series. Yeah, it was. It was just, you know what, the starts, the way the Flames came out in game number one, absolutely dominated. That Edmonton was able to claw back. And you, you never felt like in any game that any team was was out of reach of the opposition, I guess, is what you can say. Like There was there was some big performances. But even in the game where Edmonton came out and was up 4-0, um, you know, the Flames came back with a real strong third to set the tone for the next game. You're thinking, oh, geez, they're coming back. They're grinding away as the playoffs should be. And uh, pretty outstanding. I think the Alberta fans got created to a pretty great series. And I know there's a lot of dis- disappointed people that are Flames fans. But for Edmonton, I think it's just that next step. And it was a hurdle they needed to get over. And uh, they got over it. Uh, all right, Louis. how did it resonate in the States? I mean, you do have Kevin Weeks coming up from ESPN at 105 today. But, you know, you're going, flying back and forth between Colorado and St. Louis. Obviously, in, in those two markets, that's the series that's relevant. But is there relevance in the U.S. for the Battle of oh, Alberta right now? Big time. Yeah, no question. It's been it's definitely a topic of discussion. And we all, you know, it's it's been 
uh, good for us because we've been able to watch the games because it's on and off night. So we, you know, we all gather somewhere and typically TNT, you know, will be, be in the, the lounge as well if we're at the same hotel and everyone that travels with us in our group, it's, uh, you know, we're all kind of watching the games. It's, you know, what are you doing in off night? You sit around, you have a dinner, you watch the game, you take note and, Everybody wants to watch the Battle of Alberta. When I'm talking to the coaches, both Jared Bednar and Craig Berube, you know, they're they're talking about the game the night before. Obviously, having a different, uh, a very vested interest in who's going to come out of that series. But at the same time, everybody's watching. You know, anybody that likes hockey or um, is a fan of hockey, when it is the Battle of Alberta, it was it, it draws a lot of attention, and that's you know globally, but more 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 in North America, obviously, than anywhere else. But, yes, there was a big interest in it. And even on ESPN, actually, I heard your guys' call. Last night I'm sitting watching the uh, the highlights of the game, and I hear Jack's voice on the game-winning goal. So they even tapped into your uh, your goal call for McDavid in Calgary. So that just goes to show you um, they're hearing and watching it everywhere. All right, let's switch focus. You're ready for game six. Uh, Colorado and St. Louis, something that when it was 3 nothing for the Avs at home in game five, you probably didn't think was going to happen, nor did you think it was going to happen after McKinnon maybe scored the goal of the playoff to make it 4-3. St. Louis and you and Louis, unfortunately, you know this because of what Jake experienced in Boston. St. Louis has got a hell of a chin, don't they? I know they got a chin, too, because they beat me in seven in 1999 when we had a 3-1 series lead with the Phoenix Coyotes. Is that the year, you got, to, is that the year you got two in the one game? I got yeah, I got a couple on Grant Fuhrer in Game Four, I think, to go up three-one, and uh, you know what? We came home after going up three-one, and to try and close it out, very similar to what the Avalanche are trying to do right now. And the St. Louis Blues chipped away. Grant Fuhrer pitched a shutout in Game Number Seven, beating Nikolai Habibulin in that Game Seven. So. They've done it a couple times before, coming back from a 3-1 deficit. They're trying to do it for a third time in franchise history. Uh, but you're right. This is a team that's weathered. This is a team that's experienced. And they aren't just going to go away quietly. I will say, they did look deflated. When it was 3 nothing. that third goal, even Craig Ruby said, listen, I saw our team kind of sink a little bit when that third goal went in. We, it was like, ooh, we're, we're digging ourselves maybe a hole we can't dig out of here. We better, we better do something. And he was a lot more vocal on the bench than he typically is. He said he was just trying to be positive, though not negative, just to get the guys going. And this is a, a team that just, you know, chips away. They got on their game, and there's no question, even Jerry Bender, sorry, mentioned it this morning that they sat back too much. They got tense. They got a little tentative. They tried to close it out by just sitting on that lead. And as we all know, especially in the playoffs, when your backs are against the wall and it's either going home for the summertime or going on to game number six for the St. Louis Blues, they're not just going to go away quietly. You're going to give it your all. You're going to leave it out there. And crazy things happen when you're desperate. And and tip your hat to them, too. They, they found a way. They created their chances. They mucked out a couple of goals. And then McKinnon scores that highlight reel goal, and you're sitting there going, okay, that has to be the icing on the cake. There's just no way they can respond again. But yeah, they can. They respond with a tying goal. And the game went in overtime from Tyler Bozak, who you know, didn't play a lot, hasn't played a lot in the series, but that's why you need everybody. You never know who's going to be the hero at any situation, any game in the playoffs. Um, and I love it when guys that are the uh, unsung heroes score a big goal like that. I just think it's awesome, you know, for someone to step up and score a big goal. And 
from going to six and potentially going to seven. The Avalanche, though, I like what they're saying in the dressing room right now. Every single game, you have to refocus. You have to let it go, and you have to get to your game. And when they do get to their game five-on-five, when they play the way they can play, they've been dominating in that sense. Um, The Blues are going to have to try and weather that with a little emotion at home at the Enterprise Center tonight, and it should be a great game. I think it's just they're just starting to really dig in and figure each other out. It should be a real big game. Louie, great stuff. Appreciate your time. I'll be watching you tonight. All right, bud. Take care. That is Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel from NHL Hockey on Rogers. It is 12.50 in Edmonton. When we come back, we're going to head into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Edmonton Oilers have advanced into the Western Conference Final. They vanquished their provincial rivals in five games, winning four straight after getting beat 9-6 in the first. Y'all believed all along, didn't you? And by the way, does this... Brendan, I'm going to throw this your way just as we go to break and then people can comment on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Does this vindicate Ken Holland a bit for all of the criticism along the way? You know, oh, why didn't you, eat, why didn't you get Chicago to eat on Duncan Keith? How could you sign Cody, CeCe, Zach Hyman, seven years? You know, the virtue signalers out there in Evander Kane. Giving up a second plus to get Brett Kulak. No, oh, I completely think that he's been vindicated has, for all those times that we said and that he said patience. The, big, the biggest one was Mike Smith. That's the one. That's the one that surprised me the most. Like if you told me that Mike Smith was going to outdo, well, you know what? I should learn by now. Don't bet against goaltenders that are like alley cats. Okay, <laughs> Dwayne Rollison's like an alley cat. He's not a house cat. A house cat comes up to you and rubs up against your leg. Oh, I love you. I love you, Bob. I love you. And then the house cat rubs up against an inanimate object, and you realize it's just leaving its scent. That's all it's doing. It's the house cat. It's just around. An alley cat fights for the scraps. They fight for every single inch. Dwayne Rollison, alley cat. That's why he was good in his 40s. Mike Smith, alley cat. You didn't even talk to me while you negotiated Jacob Markstrom. I'm going to shove it. You're, you know what, when I get the chance. And at the end of the day, in spite of a couple real tough moments in the series, the Oilers got infinitely better goaltending than Calgary. That played a factor as well. And I did not see that coming in the regular season. I didn't see 947 in the last 12 games of the regular season. And I didn't see a guy going into last night's game that was at 931 in the playoffs. I did not see that coming. So there you go. Alley Cat. He fought like an Alley Cat. We'll get to your text when we return in orders now. All right, very quickly, Sam from Edmonton says, talking about Alley Cats, Bob. Mike Smith, save percentage 931. Dwayne Rolison, save percentage going into the Stanley Cup final that year, 931. <laughs> You're sharp, bud. Another texter in the Ashley Fine Floors text line says, how about we give Ken Holland some credit? Some other media members in the city, mainly the analytic group on the athletic, were really hard on everything he did. Built a team with analytics with moves like Hyman, Fogel, and CeCe, and some of his gut in keeping and getting in, uh, keeping Smith and getting Keith and signing Kane. A great GM uses both all the while. The Oilers' last three first-round picks are currently not playing for the team. In other words, they have guys coming. Some credit, obviously, is overdue. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Where did that one go? Uh, JJ made me laugh. I've been very critical of Ken. I've now shut my mouth. That's blank and go. All right.
That's a bit of a sampling out there. We'll get to some more text a little bit later on. For you golfers out there, if you're looking for a bucket list experience, you can join New West Travel in Cabot, Nova Scotia. They follow a five-day golf getaway. Golf at Cabot Cliffs and Cabot Links. Package includes airfare via private WestJet charter with an open bar and premium meals, four nights accommodation in Cabot Lodge, five rounds of golf and studied Cavett, Nova Scotia, plus a new West golf tournament with prizes. Book now, get a $350 upgrade to premium economy to reserve your tee time. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. It is 12.57 in Edmonton. The Edmonton Oilers knock off the Calgary Flames in the Battle of Alberta. Oil country, you have bragging rights for another year. Five and one now. The only time they won a series. Ah, Fuhr, he'd tell you he should have had that one on that Steve Smith bank shot. I should have had that one. Uh, that was Grand Fuhr for you. Anyhow, the Oilers on to the Western Conference Final. They'll await the winner of Colorado and St. Louis. We will head off to a Global News Weather Traffic Update. Come back with Kevin Weeks from ESPN and the NHL Network. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.